the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferrets Tove, financial literacy educator and speaker, entrepreneur, and chairman of the board of a bank in formation. Take charge of your financial future with your personal bank. Now here's Ferrets Tove. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. You know, I was thinking, I had one of my clients, actually somebody I met with recently, um, I was at a workshop speaking to another number of folks, and they were asking, well, what would be a good show for a beginner? And as I was looking through all the previously recorded shows, which, by the way, you can go to yourpersonalbank.com and listen to any of the previously recorded shows. They all have topics, um, and, you know, you can listen to anyone that might interest you, and there's several years of shows there, actually. But I realized I hadn't done a show that, like, introduces what is your personal bank concept. Didn't go to the back to the basics for quite some time. So I've been distracted this year, of course, with the economy, with inflation, the midterms, all the things that are going on. I thought, you know, it's a good time to go back to the basics. There are some updates. So those of you that are familiar with the personal bank concept, you'll find this quite interesting, particularly with interest rates going forward. Hint, dividends are going up. So this is pretty exciting. This is one of the few bright spots in the financial world right now with everything that's going on with, um, again, with the high interest rates and inflation and the economy. You know, the stock market, there's no, that's no secret. It's been suffering badly this year. Um, real estate's starting to really take a turn. A lot of people think it's going to go down, a lot of experts, uh, particularly this next year, especially, again, with the high inflation. Cryptocurrency took a bath earlier this year already. Precious metals aren't doing anything to speak of. And so the question I get a lot is, what should I do with my money right now? It's, that's, a, that's a tough one. So your personal bank, again, is one of the few bright spots, and there's a lot of reasons to look into it and consider it. Uh, so first of all, what is your personal bank? And again, if you have somebody who's interested in looking into this or maybe the first time, this would be a great show to send to them. What your personal bank is, is it's a financial concept that strategically integrates financial tools from both the banking and the insurance industries. And the goal is to continue growth on funds even after you access them for other purposes. In other words, you can keep earning on your money. Now, the personal bank concept is really a two-step process. It's, it's quite simple. Um, it's been around forever. I'm going to tell you this way. It's been around for, well... Gosh, it's decades and decades. But how it works is a two-step process. And the first step is setting up a high cash value policy, and that's designed to maximize tax-favored cash growth. You can grow your money income tax-free, and if you do it right, you can access it tax-free and pass it on to your heirs income tax-free. And again, the goal is to grow dividends, grow your money. And as I've stated often, many, many times you've heard on the show, we have a number of companies that have paid upwards of 6% dividends still even today and have never paid less than that in the last 25 years plus. I can show you the charts and also have never missed a dividend since literally before the Civil War. Folks, these are long-term dividend payers, and they've got tons of cash value and reserves, You know, billions of dollars, A-plus rated. They are fully 
a full position and great position to continue to pay these dividends going forward, not only paying them at the current rates, but increasing going forward over the next several years at least. And again, that's because of the way interest rates have, have increased dramatically here in 2022, thanks to the Federal Reserve. Um, dividends are going up, and they're going to be going up again for the next several years. Historically speaking, to put this in perspective, in a no, the last normal interest rate environment we had, which was late 90s, early 2000s, all, pretty much most all of these companies were paying 7 8% dividends. That was the norm. So we're quickly headed back towards the norms, and that's pretty exciting, especially in this day and age. So, again, the first step is to put your money into grow, earn dividends. That's pretty straightforward, pretty simple, not too complicated. Most people get it. The second step is then we set up a we, – we then access the funds either through a bank line of credit or through a policy loan, whichever makes more sense. Again, whichever is a cheaper, lower cost of borrowing to access the funds in the policy, and the cash in the policy is the collateral. Now, what's interesting about this – and here's what I'm going to help you understand, a couple of things here. First of all, as far as on the dividend side, the, the, the cash side, the growth side, like I just stated earlier, we have companies that have been paying dividends for every single year through both world wars, through the Great Depression, all of it, even through and previous to the Civil War. Folks, that is long, long-term dividend-paying companies. That's what they do. That's their focus. That's their purpose is to maximize dividends to the policy owners, okay, to the folks who own it. Now, the thing is, what a lot of people don't realize is we use an insurance policy, but this is not the kind of thing that most people are familiar with, okay? This is used by banks. It's used by uh, wealthy families, corporations, all that kind of thing. In fact, it's the opposite of how most people use and view life insurance. And you know what I'm talking about. Most people, when they're looking at a life insurance policy, they want to pay the least amount, right, to get the biggest uh, death benefit. And if you're looking for death benefit protection, that's really important. I'm not negative to that. Um, obviously, some many people have death benefit protection needs. I have a family. I have a business. I have some of those. And you should have that protection as needed. And if you need some help in that area, certainly I can help you there. But the personal bank concept is not primarily designed or focused on that. I always tell people, think of it this way. put put Think of a teeter-totter. Put the cash on one side and the death benefit on the other. And again, in most cases, you want to put as little cash in as possible to get the maximum death benefit. Personal bank concept, we're completely doing the opposite. We push the cash up. And as you want to put in as much cash as you can, much like any investment, you want to put money in so it can earn dividends, so it can grow. And we want to minimize the death benefit. Now, what's interesting is most people don't realize there's a large range of what can be done based on the tax laws that have been around since the 1980s. It's called the MEC rule or modified endowment contract. We'll go into more detail on that here later in the show. But my point right now I want to make is, again, it's completely the opposite of how most people view or use life insurance. Again, this is the stuff that banks use and corporations and wealthy families and such. Now, if there's a catch, I'm going to tell you what it is right now. Or people miss it, I should say that. If you miss the point, you miss the idea, you get hung up on this, I'm going to tell you there's two big areas where people get hung up. And here's the first one. 
And the first one is they view insurance as an expense or a bill. They don't look at it as a asset class. And it is. It can be, if structured correctly, be an asset class. They think of insurance as another bill. They think of the home and the auto insurance or whatever. And they think, well, the last thing I need is another bill and stop listening. And again, miss the entire point. Um, that is not what we're talking about here. Again, we're talking about maximizing dividends, maximizing returns. By the way, this is can, it, this money is insured, guaranteed, and set up properly, tax income tax free. So when you're talking about say six percent dividends, it, depending on your tax bracket, for many people, most folks I talk to, that's worth about eight percent or better taxable. Now. <laughs> these days especially, 8% is is uh, something that most people would be uh, ecstatic about, uh, you know, when you, especially when you talk about without any market risk and, you know, tax issues. My gosh, and every year that would be, that that's phenomenal. And so it actually gives you a nice, steady, eddy, consistent rate of return, guaranteed, insured, and tax-free, like I said. So that's the key part on the growth side or on the dividend side. Now, the other side of it is, okay, If you that's a question I get all the time. If you put it in and just leave it alone and let it grow, obviously it's just going to grow, isn't it? Just like any other account would grow. The second step on this, though, is, again, acts, when you need to access the money. And, folks, this is something where I find, and, and many, many financial polls and, and things bear this out, that one of the big mistakes that many investors make is they focus on the on the accumulation side, but don't give much thought to, okay, when I do take the money out, what then? In other words, the distribution side often gets ignored or overlooked even. And folks, I want you to understand something. That distribution side is equally as important as the accumulation side. And what I mean by that is, yes, growing your money is important. Absolutely. No argument there. But it's not what you make, it's what you keep. In other words, if you're growing your money and it's subject to risk, we've seen that this year, market risk certainly, uh, or taxes or penalties or any of those other types of things, um, you can certainly end up with a lot less than maybe you thought you would. I run into this all the time with IRAs and 401ks, for example, with folks who now they're looking at taking the money out and they're surprised by how much gets taxed. And they realize they end up they they actually have a lot less available to them than what the account value is, right? Because of the taxes involved. When you're tax free, you don't have to worry about that. And there are any you know you don't have penalties, you don't have those kinds of things when you're accessing the funds. In fact, when we set these up, with depending on how we structure it, there's anywhere from fifty to eighty five percent liquidity day one. So I have a lot of investors that use this tool, uh, real estate investors, stock investors, any, any, anything you can think of, business investors um, that use this tool because of the high liquidity aspect and the guaranteed returns, the, the guarantees, the accessibility. They love the combination and the tax-free aspect so you can take the money, use it for whatever purpose, and not be dealing with penalties or taxes or whatnot. That's powerful, folks. So when you get on the distribution side, Again, it can maximize how much you get to keep. So that's always so important. Now, um, oh, I ran up, I guess, a hard break. So stay tuned. Contact me at toll free 866 268 4422 for more information. And stay tuned in the next segment. We'll go into this some more. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com.
Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And today we're going back to the basics, and that is, what is your personal bank? And like I said, this is important. I realized because I've been just so distracted with the economy and inflation and midterms and everything else, I really haven't discussed this in a while. So I felt like it was it was well it's due. So again, what is and, and there's some updated information for those of you that are familiar with the personal bank concept. So particularly the current interest rate environment and where dividends are headed, hint, they're going up, um, I encourage you to stay tuned. So again, what is your personal bank? It's a two-step process. We set up a policy to maximize cash growth, maximize dividends. We want our money to grow. We have companies that are paying today upwards of 6% dividends, and we expect that to increase in January 2023 and beyond for the next several years because interest rates have increased so dramatically. Dividends are highly interest rate sensitive. Historically speaking, in a normal interest rate environment, dividends are usually around 7 to 8%. So we're headed to that direction very, uh, very quickly. That's exciting. Uh, again, particularly the time frame we're dealing with with everything else that's out there. Secondly, then when we access the funds, again, you leave it alone, let it grow. It's going to grow, insured, guaranteed, tax-free, income tax-free, Again, if set up correctly, which we do, um, just like any other account, it's just going to grow. But the difference is without market risk, without any tax consequences, you're not going to have penalties and all that other kind of stuff. You have access to 50 to 85 percent of your money day one, and you'll have 100 percent liquidity, usually within four to seven years, typically in most cases. So highly liquid, um, guaranteed, tax free. (laughs) Uh, okay, and here's the best part, Cons- consist- uh, consistent, steady growth. But here's the best part. When you access the funds, and remember, you always want to think about the distribution phase of any investment. Growth is great. Accumulation is great. But wh- how much are you going to have available to you when you do decide to access that money to supplement retirement or invest, use the money to pay off bills, invest in or uh, uh Invest in something, anything for that matter, right? What's the tax consequence of doing that? What's uh, Are there any uh, limitations or rules on distributions? And we all know me- most accounts have limitations in that area. Person- your personal bank doesn't. It's wide open. Like I said, after a few years, you've got access to all of your money. That's really exciting without tax consequence, penalty, or anything else for that matter. Um, but the best part is when you access the funds, you can either take them from a bank line of credit, which we establish, or through a policy loan, depending on which has the lower rates. Well, the good news, this is some of the new news, newer news, is that we've secured through one of our, our folks a 4% lending rate for the next several years. Now, I want you to understand something. As, this, as I'm speaking, this is late 2022, uh, a 30-year fixed mortgage for somebody with good credit is about 7%. That's how high, how aggressively the Federal Reserve has raised rates. In other words, you can't get 4% money anywhere today. That is the lowest rate you'll find to access money anywhere. Why is this so important? Well, if your money, this is the question I ask people all the time, and if you get this answer right, you're going to understand the key, unique power of the personal bank concept versus any other investment or asset out there, and it's this. If you're earning 6% dividends, for example, and then you access the money and they charge you 4% when you do that, what's your money doing? 
And obviously, the answer is quite simple. It's still growing. You're still picking up a couple of percent. You're keeping the difference of the dividends you're getting paid minus the interest you're getting charged. The difference is called positive arbitrage. And then the second and last key piece to the puzzle of this, of really understanding the true power, the unique and true power of the personal bank concept is when you do access that money, all right, what did you use it for? See, if you take money from any other account, once you spend that money, whether it's to supplement retirement, pay bills, buy something, or invest in something, those dollars are then gone, correct? They don't earn any interest or gains in any way for you anymore because you traded those dollars for that asset or paid that bill or expense, right? Well, here you're still earning some interest, some positive arbitrage. Again, the difference of the dividend you're getting paid minus the interest you're getting charged. And historically, that average over the last 40 years has been 2 to 3%. But here's the kicker, folks. Here's the unique power. That 2 to 3% interest you're earning each and every year is on dollars you spent. Now, folks, that kind of blows people's minds a little bit sometimes. And I'm going to say it again. You're earning that difference, that positive arbitrage on money that you have spent. Now, look, I've run into a lot of different investments and ideas and everything you can imagine under the sun. But where else can you earn interest on money you spent? I'm not aware of any other way of doing it. And if there is, I would love to know about it. So please contact me at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Obviously, you can reach me there for more information, too. And again, it's 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. My point is simple. If you're earning some interest, the positive arbitrage, the difference of the 2 or 3% historically that you earn after spending the money, after using the money, then mathematically you have more money to spend the next year, don't you? And the year after that, and the year after that. See, again, that's the second um, idea or hang-up sometimes people get caught up on. And again, it's this whole idea of debt, because we're all taught this. We're taught don't, you know, don't, you know, don't carry debt, right? Don't borrow money. I get that. But the key thing to understand about the debt is understanding the the difference of strategic debt versus um, um, consumer debt. Consumer debt's bad. Absolutely agree that if you have to work to pay the bill, that's debt you want to get rid of because that's the type of debt that can get you in trouble. If you have a loss of income for whatever reason or disability or whatever that may be, or the economy, you name it, job, business, whatever, then, or an investment loss, whatever, you can get yourself in trouble with that kind of debt because the, it, the payment is reliant upon you and your efforts, right? Well, strategic debt is different. In other words, someone else is paying the debt for you. And a very common example is long-term rental real estate. In other words, if you bought a property to rent and then you took a mortgage on it and then you rented it out and your rents were lo- more than your expenses, including your mortgage... Can you build wealth that way? The answer is obvious. Yes, of course you can. It's People do it all the time. In other words, you're strategically borrowing money to make more, aren't you? That's called positive cash flow or positive arbitrage. We're using the same idea here, the same concept, 
as, say, a rental property. The only difference is we're borrowing against cash versus the equity in a property, aren't we? And the advantage you have here is, well, you don't have any, uh, you don't have to be a landlord, obviously. And secondly, cash is gar- that's guaranteed and insured and tax-free like it is with the personal bank concept never goes down in value. So you always, each and every year, have more money. Can't always say that about real estate. Contact me for more information at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, it's 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Stay tuned in the next segment. We're going to cover a few other things and some questions that often get asked about how your personal bank works and how it could impact or really enhance your financial future. So stay tuned. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ferentz at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ferentz Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And like I stated in the earlier segments, we're going back to the basics today. I haven't done that in a long time. Again, I was distracted a lot with uh, the inflation and economy and midterms. Thought it was a good time to go back. Plus, I've been getting asked that by a number of folks I've met recently. So again, there's new information. If you're familiar with this, please stay tuned. I'm going to share and I'm going to answer some questions, commonly asked questions on this. So really encourage you to stay tuned. Plus, if you know of anybody that may be interested in the personal bank concept, this will be a great uh, show uh, to send to them. Um, You can go to yourpersonalbank.com. You can listen to this or any of the previously recorded shows. Um, They all each have a topic, so you can listen to any of them that interest you. There's over three years of shows there, so tons of information. It's also on the Your Personal Bank app on your phone, so that's pretty cool. Anyway, so again, the personal bank concept, simply put real quick, is Two-step process, we set up a policy to maximize cash growth, maximize dividends. We want our money to grow. We want to maximize the cash value and minimize the death benefit, which is the opposite to how most insurance policies are set up. And I'm talking about 99%, okay, roughly, at least. And then the next step is when we access the funds, we access them either through a bank line of credit, using the cash and the policy as collateral, or a policy loan, and we decide that depending on whoever, whichever has the lower cost of borrowing, right? That is the key issue there. And right now we have secured 4% borrowing rate for the next several years. Given the interest rate environment we're in, that's powerful. Because really what that boils down to is with a 6% dividend, for example, and then you access the money at 4 you're getting to keep the difference, aren't you? And if you keep the difference, that means you're still earning a couple percent on money that you spent. That's the positive arbitrage. That's the true power, the true unique power of the personal bank concept that you just don't find with any other financial tool out there. Now, some of the questions I get all the time is, well, okay, I understand. I put the money in the policy and then I access it. um, And do I have to pay interest? Do I have to pay the loan back? In other words, a lot of the questions revolve is revolving around the borrowing portion. That's where people get a little nervous, and they're like, what do, what's my requirements to pay it back, and what if I cannot pay it back, and things like that. Well, relax. There's some great news on that front. First of all, there's no requirement to pay the loan back ever at any time in your lifetime. Now, again, please understand, that's not necessarily the best case scenario, but I want you to understand you, that option is there. 
And why is it there? As long as you're earning more in dividends and you're getting charged in interest, you're always going to be in a positive situation, a positive cash flow or positive arbitrage scenario, right? So in other words, you could borrow from it, never pay back any interest or any principal. And again, there's no requirement to do so whatsoever. They're not going to send you a monthly bill or anything like that. So again, you have total control of your money, right? Do whatever you want with it. There's no tax consequence, again, if this is set up correctly, which of course we do. And you can use that money for whatever you want. And each year you're going to have more because, again, historically, 2 to 3% positive cash flow or positive arbitrage is the norm, again, on dollars you spent. Don't forget, if you leave the money in there, it's just going to grow, and you can do that. But if you do access it, for, again, for any reason, you, there's no requirement to pay it back. Now, what's the best way to go? Well, that's pretty clear. Pay the interest. Now, the reason asked why. Well, think about this a minute. If you borrowed ten grand, for example, and you paid no interest or principal, and you're charging you 4% on that, at the end of the year, you would owe $400 of interest, right? In other words, you'd owe $10,400. Well, if you went ahead and paid that monthly interest throughout the year, which would be in, you know, 30 something dollars a month, roughly, right? You wouldn't owe the lender any more money, would you? You'd still owe the original ten grand. In the meantime, what's that money doing in the policy? Earning dividends, compound each and every year for the rest of your life. So therefore, your money's growing compound interest and you're borrowing at simple interest rates. If you understand the power of compound interest, you add a few years to that, you're going to quickly figure out that you'll have more and more money available each and every year. That's powerful, folks. Now, again, there's no requirement to pay it. You're not going to get a monthly bill. There's no negative downside other than your returns wouldn't be quite as much because you're borrowing the principal and interest. That's it. But if you can pay back the interest, which is usually a pretty small amount, and obviously it's a very small amount compared to what you borrowed, that's the best of both worlds. Grow the money um, compound and borrow it simple interest rates. All of this being guaranteed, insured, and tax-free, you add all that up and high liquidity, 50 to 85% liquidity day one, 100% liquid in year between year four and seven, let's say, depending on the age and how we set it up. That's powerful, folks. Contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com for more information. Again, that's 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Stay tuned. Next last segment, I'm going to cover some commonly more commonly asked questions, so don't miss it. For more information on your personal bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. Back to the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank Show. And as I've stated in the earlier segments of this show, we're going to back to the basics today with a, a little bit of updated new information. So hopefully you found it very informative. So for some of you, it might be a good refresher. If somebody's interested in more information of Your Personal Bank, you know somebody, please send this show to them. You can go to yourpersonalbank.com on my website or on our app, Your Personal Bank. App And you can forward this, this show or any of the others. There's over three years of shows uh, on those website or app. 
And uh, so there's tons of information. Each has its own topic. So highly encourage you to go to there and check it out. You can get all the information you want. And then if you have further questions or want to look into this further for yourself, how this can enhance your financial future, you can contact me at toll-free 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, 866-268-4422. Now, Again, the concept, very simple, as I've stated in the other segments. We set up a high cash value policy to maximize dividends. We want the money to grow. We want to minimize the death benefit. We want to maximize the cash growth. We have companies grow, um, paying 6% dividends even today, never paid less than that in the last 25-plus years, and have never missed a dividend since before the Civil War. Okay, that's powerful. Have are well-positioned to continue to pay dividends for a lifetime, literally, okay, and dividends we fully expect to increase because of the higher interest rate environment we're in now and an historic norm on a normal interest rate environment to put things in perspective, 7 8% dividends is the norm. So we should quickly be heading that direction in the next several years. That's exciting. That's good news. That's positive. We've locked in 4% borrowing rate when you want to access the funds. So if you're earning 6, you're getting charged 4 when you access the money. You're still keeping 2, the difference. That's positive cash flow or positive arbitrage. And again, I can show you the charts. The historicals are the average positive arbitrage is 2 to 3%, and that's for, been true for the last 40-plus years. Okay? So this is powerful. This is consistent. This is steady eddy. It's insured. It's guaranteed. It's tax-free. Lots of good uses. If you missed, uh, there was a question about like the loans. Do I have to pay it back? The answer is no. If you want to understand why, go back to yourpersonalbank.com and listen to the previous segment of this show. I don't want to have people listen to it again. I want to cover some other questions or common questions that come up. Um, one of the things that I run into a lot of the times is if you think about it, common uses. Okay. I want you to understand something. Um, this is used for you. One, one question I get all the time was, can I just put the money and let it grow? Of course. If you're earning a 6% dividend, 6 7%, whatever we're going to see going forward or more, yes, your money's just going to grow, compound each year until you're ready to access it. You're totally in control. I stated several times earlier, the liquidity factor. See, one of the neg is, is very high. You 50 to 70, I'm sorry, 50 to 85% liquid day one, depending on how we structure it, and 100% liquid or more, typically by year between your year four and seven, again, depending on how we structure it. Now, because that's, that's important to understand, because a lot of the times when you see an, uh, an investment or an asset or whatever it may be that has guarantees, it typically has low returns and limited liquidity. Those are usually the two restrictions. The returns on this are pretty pretty strong. They're consistent, certainly, and it has really high liquidity. And when you talk about decent returns, you know, a 6% tax-free return is equivalent to 8% taxable for somebody who, say, is in the 25% tax bracket, state and federal, which is a lot of folks. That's the vast majority of people, okay? So, you know, 8% guaranteed, you know, versus uh, taxable versus – or versus 6% tax-free is the same, all right? So that's you got to put that in perspective. There's no market risk here, so it can be a great diversification strategy. That's probably this, uh, the maybe one of the most common reasons I see people do this. 
because it cre- it reduces market risk, certainly. The, again, insured, guaranteed, tax-free money, high liquidity, all that. But it also creates a tax-free bucket of money. See, IRAs and 401ks, qualified plans, are not tax-free. They're tax-deferred. Big difference. Huge, massive difference, okay? Um, the, the difference is... On a tax-deferred account, a qualified account, that would be your IRAs, 401ks, such things like that, you're going to pay taxes when you take the money out. And um, <laughs> that can be substantial, okay? And also, in the future, it's in an unknown future tax rate, isn't it? We don't know what Congress is going to do, what, how they're going to set the rates in the future, and we all know the federal government owes a lot of money, so that's not not very comforting. And if you want to learn more about that, I always rec- recommend anyone who has an IRA or 401k should read the book called The Power of Zero by David McKnight. I have nothing to do with it. It's just the best book I've ever read for somebody to really understand the full aspect of IRAs and 401ks, qualified plans, and what their li- their tax liability truly is. Okay, so again, that's The Power of Zero by David McKnight. You can get it on Amazon or anywhere else for that matter. I highly encourage you to read that if you have an IRA 401k type of account. The third one is, the third reason I see folks do this is, is to create positive arbitrage. And as I've stated in the previous segments, if you're if you're getting a six percent dividend on your money, you're earning six percent dividend, and then you access it and they charge you four percent interest. What's your money doing? Well, it's still growing. And remember, you use the money for something, so you're actually growing, still growing money on funds you spent. See, that's the unique power here of the personal bank concept, folks. That's the that's the key right there. You don't have that opportunity, as far as I'm aware of, anywhere else. Where else can you earn interest on money you spend? You see my point. That in, and that's the positive arbitrage occurs every year the rest of your life then. You could if you spent 10 grand for example, one year, you're still going to get the positive arbitrage next year and the year after that and the year after that and so on, right? In other words, that positive arbitrage, that difference, that interest is going to continue compounding throughout the rest of your life. Folks, after some a number of years, that can add up to a whole lot of money, a whole lot difference in terms of a whole lot more money for you to spend or use or in your pocket. You see what I mean? Versus not using this tool. One of the things I tell people all the time who want who like to invest, and that's I know a lot of listeners do that. Preaching to the choir here, so to speak. My point is this. You have a choice. You can take money and invest in an asset, whatever that asset may be. I really don't care. You can either take the money and invest in that asset, or you can put it in the policy, earn the dividend, say 6%, access it, borrow against it, say at four, keep the 2% difference and go invest in that asset, at least the majority of the funds. Okay? If your rate of return on that investment, let's say, happens to be 7%, well, if you get 7% return, you're going to make 7%, right? If you flow it through the personal bank policy, you get the dividend, borrow against it, pick up, say, 2% positive arbitrage, which, again, is a historical norm. Two to three percent actually is the norm over the last 40 years plus years. If you're picking up an extra two, two to three percent, instead of making seven on your money, you're now making nine or ten, aren't you? On the same dollars. And I always ask a very simple question to investors. Do you want to make seven or nine on your money? It's really quite simple. 
If your ROI is 10%, do you want to make 10% or 12 on your money? The return on investment doesn't matter. The asset you're investing in doesn't matter. And that's the second. I shared the first thing that get people hung up. They get hung up on what they're in their mind is what insurance can and do. It can be a death benefit protection tool, obviously, or it can be a dividend generating tool, depending on how it's structured. It can maximize cash growth and create positive arbitrage. And that's what we focus on here, mostly. So my, the second one is, well, people say, well, I can take my money invested elsewhere and make more. Because, um, you know, we're talking about a 6% dividend. That's a big mistake, folks. In other words, you miss the whole point. It's not about can you make 6%, for example, here, insured guaranteed tax-free, versus, say, making uh, uh, some greater return in other investment. It's not about should you do this or that. You miss the whole point. You should do both. In other words, if you have an investment you like, you have an asset you want to invest in and make a, and you're fairly confident of getting a good return, if you want to increase that return, use the personal bank concept because you can, again, flow through the policy, make the dividend, borrow against it, keep the difference, 2 or 3%, and then take the money and invest. If, it's, if that investment is that good, do it. I'm going to be the first one to encourage you, if you have an asset or an investment you want to make, and you like that investment, I'm going to encourage you to do it. Okay? I'm not going to stop you. In fact, I'm going to encourage you. All I'm going to do, though, is recommend, I should say, to to add one step to the process. Put it in the policy, access from it, and go take that money and invest. And add to your rate of return. Folks, with high inflation especially, I mean, it's always better to get a higher rate of return than a lower one. I don't think anyone would argue against that. Again, would you rather make 7% on your money or 9%, right? That's, that's a no-brainer. But especially, especially with high inflation, you have got to, and I mean you have got to get your, make your money work better for you just to keep up or try to stay ahead of that curve, Right? It's more imperative, it's more important than ever to use this personal bank tool to get the positive arbitrage. In other words, keep the difference of the dividends you're earning minus the interest you're being charged and add that to your returns. It's more important than ever, okay? So last thoughts, I'm going to share a couple of things here. Again, I just want you to understand that borrowing debt is not necessarily bad. I talked about this in a previous segment. If it's strategic, in other words, I hear this all the time, and I just want to touch on this one more time because people have an aversion to borrowing. But yet it's funny. They talk about an aversion to borrowing, yet when they buy a house or buy a rental property, people don't seem to have an aversion to borrowing to purchase a property, do they? Why? Well, if it's a rental, for example, the renter, your your hope is that the rents you receive from that property are higher than your expenses, right? Members are covering the mortgage and expenses, and you're, you're keeping the difference or the positive cash flow or positive arbitrage. You know, many people do that, and many, many people have built wealth that way. And again, it's because that is strategic debt. That is debt that's used to grow wealth. You're leveraging and strategically using debt to grow wealth using the equity in the property. Most people understand that. Well, folks, we're not doing anything different here. The only difference is the tool we're using to leverage happens to be cash in an insurance policy. 
and there are it's it's far superior in many ways to equity in a property one because it is insured it's guaranteed and it's tax free and we all know i mean i'm a big fan of real estate don't get me wrong but we all do know real estate can and does lose value there is some risk involved and typically some maintenance involved especially if you're talking about a rental property and renters and stuff like that. So there are some downsides to to that. There's a lot of upsides, don't get me wrong, okay? But there are some downsides to real estate investing, okay, that some people are not willing to go there. You can accomplish the same thing here without having, as I say, manage renters and toilets and being a landlord and doing all that stuff, right? And you can leverage money, you can borrow against it strategically, safely, with guarantees, with tax benefits. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, okay? And, it, and what I love about it is as I work with people and help them educate them, and that's, that's really my passion here, is help people understand how this truly, truly enhances their financial future. Um, it's fun just educating and changing people's lives. That's, that's what I do. Contact me at 866-268-4422 for more information uh, or yourpersonalbank.com. Again, that's 866-268-4422. And as always, stay tuned to the Your Personal Bank Show. For more information on Your Personal Bank, feel free to contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. This show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information. The presenter and guest on this program do not engage in legal, accounting, or tax advice. Professional advice regarding your situation should be sought if required. Products and writers may have limitations and may not be available in all states. Excessive unpaid loans may affect performance. Distributions may become taxable if not managed properly. Replacements may not be suitable for everyone. There may be charges when replacing coverage. Compare it when considering a replacement. Dividend rates and baseline of credit rates may change. Contact yourpersonalbank.com for current rates. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com